Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and today is Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 12 in Bill's story. Uh, the fifth paragraph, which begins, thus was I convinced, and we're just going to read the one paragraph only. Today's readers, we have uh, Sarah M. on the 12 steps, and we have Christina O. on the uh, 12 traditions, and the readers of the text are Diane B., Anita J., and Cindy C. Our newcomer greeter that will follow this meeting is Elena A. M., and the host for the second hour is Jen A. Excuse me. Let me give you the share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, October 21st. The 7 a.m. meeting, that number is 15,589. That's 15589. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, that number is, excuse me, 15,592. That's 15592. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition, states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now we, uh, I'll ask uh, Sarah M. Uh, if she'd be kind enough to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Sarah. Yes, good morning. Okay, the 12 steps of the program. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives money. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks. Thank you so much, Sarah M. Okay, now it's time for Christina O. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Christina. 
Good morning, Larry. Can you hear me? You're coming through uh, perfectly. Wonderful. The 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group might never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such might never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinions on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public uh, controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities, Thank you for letting me serve. I pass. Thank you so much, Christina. All right, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions uh, for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature. Uh, Then we stop and share on what was read, and anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months. And there's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And we're sharing what the directions in the Big Book, big book uh, mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we are um, back in the big book. We are in Bill's story. We're on the fifth paragraph. It begins, thus was I convinced. And Diane V is going to read one paragraph only, and she's going to give us her interpretation. So, hey, Diane B, good morning. Thanks for getting us started. Good morning. Um, let's see. Thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. At long last I saw, I felt, I believed. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. A new world came into view. Hi, this is Diane B., compulsive eater, 
gratefully recovered, calling from New Rochelle, New York. Wow, this paragraph, I have so many things underlined, <laughs> things in the, written in the column. So I'm going to start with when we want him enough. So until I was ready, until I wanted to have that higher power in my life, it wasn't happening. Um, and I've heard it said that God does not move away from us. We move away from God. And I know that that's really true because I've had relapse. And I know that um, every time it's because I have moved away from um, the tools and the, the things that I do to keep me in conscious contact. Um, and gratefully today I want to have that in my life. And I pray for that. And I meditate on that. And it really works. And then it says, I saw, I felt, I believed. When I first came into program in 1986, um, I definitely did not believe in God. I did not believe in a higher power. I didn't say that it ne didn't exist, it's just that I didn't believe in it if it existed. And people just told me to, to keep an open mind, act as if, just, you know, just keep an open mind, basically. And all of a sudden, I started seeing things happening in my life that I had no other um, explanation for. And I started to start believing into a higher power and believing less in coincidence. Um, and then someone told me that there are no coincidences, only God working anonymously. And I live by that because I do see things and I feel things. It's like I have no explanation for them, and I attribute that to my higher power. And then um, the last thing I have here is like it says scales. Oh, no, the scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. And I was thinking about the scales like of an alligator or a crocodile, and when they go underwater, they have, I think, two eyelids, but it's like I was just thinking about that, how that kind of is removed from me now, and I have a much clearer view of things, which reminded me of um, on page 419 where he says, like the eyeglasses being on backwards. So my view of the world was kind of like, um, clouded or veiled uh, because everything, like things were not going my way. But then when I started to believe in a power greater than me, like things just kind of got more clear and brighter. Um, it says a new world came into view. And somehow I started thinking about things differently. I started to uh, see things differently. And I think that that's what Bill is, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's what Bill is telling us here is that, if I want a higher power, I will see, feel, and believe things differently. The scales on my eyes will lift. They will be removed, and a new world will come into view. And that's what's happened to me because when I'm in the food, everything is glum and uh, gloomy, and nothing goes right, and I'm always pissed off because nothing's going my way. And now it's like, wow, like, you know, things are kind of good. Things are happening. And when things aren't going well, like I'm just, for example, yesterday I was really upset with someone in my life, I can do a 10th step, you know. I removed all the grosser handicaps in my 4th uh, through ninth, But now I just continue to do that work in my 10th step, and it's amazing what happens. So um, with that, I pass. Thank you for the opportunity to do service. Thanks for getting us started. Uh, much appreciated, Diane. Okay, so if you haven't shared in the past uh, couple of days, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and just to let you know that we, um, we're on page 12, the fifth paragraph, and Diane got us started. It begins, thus was I convinced. 
So with that, if you'd like to give me your first name and last initial, that would be terrific. Sandra B. Karen K. Nosa J. Nosa. Ralph. Ralph? Yeah, Ralph F, please. Thank you, Ralph. Laura L. Laura? Ginger a couple more. Ginger and Cindy. Okay. And my friend Harlan. Okay, so let's let's go with this lineup. Um, uh, and if you're not Sandra, if you'd mute, be kind enough to mute your line, I'll give you the lineup here. Uh, we got Sandra, Karen, Nosa, Ralph, Laura, Ginger, Cindy, and Harlan. So let's get started with Sandra. Good morning, Sandra. Press star one, Sandra. Good morning. Can you hear me? There you are. Yes, I can. Okay. Good morning. Hi, I'm Sandra B. from Houston, Texas. So I'm a newcomer, and um, so this is all new to me. <laughs> um, but just hearing that, um, to me, it just it, it feels that God is with me now. Um, I've always struggled with food, and going through these steps, well, I'm barely on step two, so to me, it's just... Um, I feel him with me, you know, I feel that he's there for me. And one of the things that just kind of resonated with me is this, the pride and prejudice. Just I had so much pride coming into this program and just admitting that I was a compulsive overeater. Um, that just took so much. Once I was able to get over that, then, you know, my next step, of course, was, okay, what do I do now? So just coming here and listening to you guys every morning, it's been great. And I pass. Oh, hey, Sandra. Thanks so much. We're so glad you're you're home here with us. Okay, next up is Karen, followed by Nosa. Karen, good morning. Good morning. This is Karen Kay from Syracuse, New York. Uh, recovered uh, compulsive eater, and my credits don't transfer. And the leaves are out, and it looks spooky here. Kind of like it was for me when I was trying to take a step two. I was so afraid to put my hands, my heart, my soul, all in to a power greater than myself because, you know, it's all about me. I'm not much, but it's all I think about. So I had to give this to a God of my understanding, and I was so grateful to be willing just to make that decision and be willing. And when I came into OA, I had a shroud around me. It was dark. It was ugly. It was, it was not good. And then when I got on a vision for you, the light came on. And I was able to see more clearly. And I got a vision sponsor right away. I still keep my local sponsor. But my vision for you sponsor and vision for you has saved my life. I don't have, the war's over. I don't have to play tug of war with my higher power anymore. I'm not alone anymore because I have God in my life. You know, um, it's such a beautiful thing. I'm able to turn my food over to God now. I don't need that, you know, that power greater than myself to a human to give that to. God has given me that grace. God reigns in my house and all of my actions and all my affairs. And page 84 to 87, I read every morning. It helps me to get to a great start of the day. You know, 
You would think after 30 years in the other 12-step program, I already would be doing that, Larry. But you know what? My credits don't transfer. With that, I'll pass. Oh, thanks, Karen. I hear you. Um, okay, next up, we have uh, Nosa J, followed by Ralph. Hi, Nosa. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. It's Nosa J from Houston, Texas. Um, recover compulsive overeater. Um, thank you for your service, everyone. Um, so that just reminded me, like, you know, like, the the last time that I came in, it was like two years ago. Um, and, you know, I thought, oh, my God, you know, I have a God. Um, I've had a God for, for six years because I was in another program. Um, I got that, you know, I got this. You see that there, there's that I, and um, you know, I didn't think that it would be any different. Um, but I wasn't. I don't think that I was surrendered enough, you know, and um, believing that he could really take away that compuls compulsive overeating, and. Um, you know, it had to get real bad, and I had to get that gift of desperation. And, you know, today I'm just absolutely amazed how when I give everything over to God, I do see things differently. Like, I'm not compulsively overeating today. Um, well, today hasn't started all yet, but yesterday I did it. Hopefully today I won't um, because I'm giving that to God, and it's like, it's just amazing to me. I've been compulsively overeating for 43 years, and I'm not doing it um, because God's working in my life, and I see it, you know. And, and you know, I, I I got upset with somebody last yesterday, too, and God's working in my life here. My sponsor's like, do a 10-step on it. And then the first week is like, I had to do a 10-step on it. Okay, I don't need the door to hit me in my face again. So I will do a 10-step on it. <laughs> um, so that's all I got. I am so happy to be here and to keep continuing to learn from you guys. Thank you all for, for helping me. Have a good day. Thanks for helping us, Nosa. Appreciate that. Okay, so who do we got? We got uh, next up, we got Ralph, and then we got Laura, and then we got Ginger. Hey, Ralph, good morning. Hey, good morning, Larry. Thank you, sir, for your uh, service. Uh, yeah, my name is Ralph F. from uh, South Louisiana. Uh, great reading in the book. Enjoyed the share so far. Uh, my selfishness is my problem, and working with others is my solution. Uh, I'm new to the OA uh yes yeah, sugar's oh, sugar's uh, still a uh, a battle for me uh but and getting back to the reading when I wanted him, he definitely came to me, my higher power was who I choose called god and and I'm so grateful for my relationship with God today uh when I first came in, the group was God, my sponsor was that's who had my higher powers, but not today uh, I do have a great relationship with my higher power, and I owe it to the program in the big book, and uh, very, very grateful for that. It says I saw, and what I saw was the changes in y'all, and then I started seeing the changes in me. I felt when I meditate, 
I feel the presence of God when I do meditation uh, and other things. And I believe, well, I believe because I saw and I have experienced that God is working in y'all's lives and mine. And I'm so grateful for this new world, uh, new life that I have today. And when he talks about scales of, uh, fell from my eyes, uh, to, to me, that's that's when uh, I can identify, to me, scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes when I've tears, when I've cried, when I've, you know, had some uh, uh, pain to deal with, whether it's, uh, and also good things, to, to let it, to just feel that feeling. And being a man, I never was taught that it was okay to do that. So I'm very grateful for the, the men and uh, and the, the women in the program who showed me how to feel. Thank you. That's all I have. Y'all have a good day. Oh, thank you, Ralph. You too. Okay, let's see. We got Laura and Ginger Ale and Cindy and uh, Michael Jordan. Next up is Laura. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Um, my name is Laura L. Um, from Pennsylvania, compulsive reader. Um, and thank you, everyone, for sharing. Um, I do, I know when I came in the program, my sponsor would ask me, I mean, I believe there was a God that I prayed to for many years to help me stop eating and to make me thin, and that never worked. And I felt like God had not come to help me. So my sponsor asked maybe, is there just like a 0.1% chance that God may relieve what you suffer from while you're eating and maybe relieve what you suffer from while you're abstinent? Um, and she said, um, you know, she just helped me to just, just maybe just kind of dip your toes in the pool. Like I have kids and when I'm teaching them to swim, they just walk around the pool and they just keep dipping their toes in and they're just kind of afraid to do that. And that's me kind of walking around. And she said something about the tooth fairy. I don't know, maybe I'm just ridiculous, but I got it when she said this. She said, when you, as you got older, did you really believe in the tooth fairy? And I said, well, no, 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 not really, you know, but. Um, and and she said, you know, just put your darn tooth under the pillow and see what happens. You know, this thing with God, just go to bed at night and put your darn pillow under the, or your tooth under the pillow and see if God shows up. Like, who cares? Like, just stop debating it. And that really helped me. And the part in our book where it talks about the ABCs that God could and would if he were sought, it doesn't say if he were found. And that seeking is an action. And that, and that steps really don't say that I'm going to get results. It just says that I'm responsible. I'm not responsible for the results. It just says I'm responsible for my actions and that I'm responsible to seek. Um, and I heard this man say that God is like a gentleman and he's not going to come where he's not invited. And so I started to seek and take these actions that I did not believe in here in L.A. And I felt demoralized and I felt pathetic and I felt desperate. And like it was a waste of time because I've done this in the past. And um, I really felt they were inappropriate. Some of the actions you guys asked me to take, like praying on my knees, a third sipper. And I felt like a hypocrite, but... I've been a hypocrite my whole life, so it really didn't matter. You know, my sponsor always says that it doesn't matter how you feel. It matters what you do. And when I started to take these actions that I thought were a waste of time, it would never help me. My God, I would go to a meeting and the topic was always what I needed to hear. Or you would call me when I was just about ready to eat. Or I would get a sponsor who has a, a, a life way worse than mine. And I would say things and hear things coming out of my mouth that I didn't even know I knew. I mean, it was just amazing to me. So I started to see that there was something behind the curtain here, like in the Wizard of Oz. And it's easier for me to see God's handiwork in you than it is in me. Um, and the truth is, is that you guys have a 100% track record. Everything you told me to do, from God, from the 12 steps, from my sponsor to the meetings, you guys have never let me fail. Um, and again, and I'll just finish with this, it says where, how, and when I'll find God. It says that I'm going to find him 
in the last analysis. When there is nothing else, when I have exhausted everything else, I will find him deep down within me in that final analysis when I clear away the channel his presence will be revealed in the steps and by doing what you guys asked me to do. So I definitely, my willingness is never graceful and, and wonderful. It's usually ugly and I complain and I cry and I, you know, I'm a baby, but I do it anyway. And it's amazing that God will show up if you do it anyway. And if you're disgruntled and pissed, I mean, he still shows up. That's, I don't even deserve that. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Laura. Okay, we have Ginger followed by Cindy. Hey, Ginger, is it smoky up in Boulder? It sure is, Larry Kay. Good morning, mm-hmm. and thank you for your service. This is Ginger C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, I just love this beginning. I was convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. And again, thank God for the pain of the food and the eating and all the research that we had to do because that's what broke us and brought us to our knees. And that's the beginning. And I will never forget when I was bottoming out almost five years ago, and it was in my car, and I really prayed to God. Not only did I pray, but I meant it. God, help me. It was an easy prayer. It was a desperate prayer, but it was sincere. I really meant it. In the past, I think my 20 years of relapses, I was fat. I was depressed. I wasn't feeling good. But I wasn't sincere. And this prayer was the first sincere prayer. And then this miracle happened moments later. I felt God. And God whispered, Ginger, you can no longer run. And I knew something was happening right there in that car at that very moment because my life, my number had been called by that statement. All I have known is running, running away from this life, from this skin that I'm in the pain that I can't stand. And I knew something was about to begin. It didn't happen till two months later on October 30th, 2015, when that fort got put down, but something was happening. And it all started because I really sought God's help. I knew I was dying. I knew I was desperate. I knew I needed help. And I asked. It's so simple. I just asked, God, help me. And then this beautiful piece, this next sentence, I saw, I saw in Larry Kay, a recovered person. I saw in a room in Virginia Beach, the feeling of love and connection that I was so disconnected from because I had been eating and dying in the food. I didn't know how to be with people and have a soft, open heart. And then I felt, I put the food down. I didn't put it down, by the way, FYI. I absolutely did not. God put the fork down. And then within like three days, I'm starting to feel good. I'm starting to feel free and neutral already. So guess what? I started to slowly believe. And I had a lot of fear as I was walking those beginning days, but something was happening. And then as I continued this practical program of action and this neutrality stayed with me, I knew something was happening that was greater than me. And I liked it, and I wanted more. And I haven't stopped working it since that day. And I pray till my last breath I don't stop. Because my life is dependent on a conscious contact. Am I asking and seeking and praying daily? We wash, rinse, repeat. It's a new beginning. Because I have an opportunity to be of maximum usefulness. 
if I'm that selfish and self-centered and thinking a little too much of ginger. So God help me to do this because I'm undisciplined, but I pray I never give this gift away because now I see it happening within my own family, with my own child, and there is no greater joy. And it is available to anyone, yet you are eligible too. And with that, I pass. Uh, Thank you, Ginger. Okay, next up is Cindy, followed by Harlan. Good morning, Cindy. It's your turn. Hi, everybody. This is Cindy C. in Pleasant Valley. Um, So as a newcomer, when I came into program and I heard people talking about God, I really thought, this is not going to work for me. I'm not going to be able to do this. I had all kinds of ideas about God. And none of them had anything to do with me. And um, I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't know. I don't know. This might not be for me. I may need to leave. And luckily, I got a sponsor because we can't do it alone. And she pretty much told me, guess what? If you don't find a God, you're screwed. This is not going to work for you. And, you know, there was no special God. I didn't have to find her God. I didn't have to find any particular God. She said, but, you know, figure it out. Seek. Find a God. Do it because otherwise you're going to go back to the way you were before. And, you know, there were many ways for me to actually seek once that was my job. That became my job. And the turning point was she said, um, you know, maybe you need to go on your knees. And I said, oh, no. And really, guess what? That was my turning point because I never prayed on my knees before. That was definitely not something that I did, but I was ready. And, you know, it says when we want him enough, and I did, I wanted him enough. So, you know, if there's a newcomer and you're saying, I don't know what these people are talking about and what God has to do with food, God has everything to do with food because it's not about food. So, um yeah, we don't really have a choice here. We have to find a God. And, you know, there's some acting as if we believe there is a God, you know. There's some place to start. So that's what I got this morning. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Cindy. Okay, shooting guard, 6-6 six, six, from Scottsdale. <laughs> Good morning, Harlan. <laughs> Good morning, Larry. Thank you very much for your service. And during this chapter, during this part of the chapter, not the entire chapter, during this part of the chapter, we have been sort of looking at this battle going on between Ebby and Bill, and Bill and Bill's thoughts and, and, and ideas about God. He's struggling with this idea. And Bill is hearing the words, why don't you choose your own conception of God? And it's starting to flow in him. It's starting to move toward the sunlight of the spirit. And then it says here in italics, it was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than myself. Nothing more was required of me to make my beginning. In other words, he didn't have to understand God. See, I almost hate this thing, God, as you understand God, because it might imply to some that I have to understand God, and I don't have to understand. All I have to be willing to do is, is say that there is a power greater than myself. Now, let's take a look at this. He says, thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. This is the first word that I notice is convinced. 
because it has been the word we're looking for. We're looking to close the deal here. That God And how do we want him enough? By taking action. Now, let's take a look at the next sentence. At long last, I saw, excuse me, I felt, I believed. What did he see? For the very first time in his adult life, he started drinking seriously in 1918. This is 1934. He's been drunk most of this time in a progressive illness. I saw, what did he see? He saw a man that he knew to be an alcoholic. And the man was not drinking, and the man was happy about it, and the man was Ebby Thatcher. He saw that recovery was possible. I felt, what did he feel? He felt hope. Because for a lot of this time, he has felt hopeless rather than hopeful. Now he is feeling hope. What did he believe? He believed by seeing Ebby. He believed by feeling hope that God could be this power greater than himself is the solution that he has been looking for. At long last, I saw a recovered alcoholic, happy about it. I felt hope. I believed that this spiritual answer was the answer that I had been looking for my entire adult life. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. A new world came into view. What world came into view? The world where recovery was possible through spiritual means. And the world not only is going to come into view, a new world is going to come into view for Bill, but a new world is going to come into probability for every one of us Because we don't have to be convinced anymore that a spiritual solution to our problem will work. I hated God. I believed in God, but I hated him. I believed he was screwing me over. At every turn, he was screwing me over. But once I became convinced that there were other people recovering this way, I began taking action after action, which I did not even yet believe in, and it worked. I have recovered, I am in recovery, and I have not found it necessary to compulsively overeat for over 21 years. And I'm happy in my release. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Harlan. Okay, we're going to take a new list of names, but I'll I'll tell you where we're at. Uh, Diane Red got us started on page 12, the fifth paragraph, Thus Was I Convinced. Just the one paragraph only. If you Naomi haven't shared too. in the sorry, sorry. Hey, Naomi. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. No, we're good. Who else? Thank you. Ross Allen. Hi, Helene. 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 Cynthia. Cynthia. Let me tell you who I have. Uh, I'm going to put down Lucy and let me tell you who I have. Okay. Uh, I heard. I heard Naomi. I heard Russ. I heard. I believe Joni. Helene, Cynthia, and Lucy, if I got that correctly. So why don't we go with that list? Um, cleaned out my ears this morning, so I, I don't know. I hope I got it right. Let's start with Naomi. Hey, Naomi, good morning. Naomi, press star one. Naomi. 
Okay, well, Maybe sorry. There's a... sorry. Oh, there you okay. are. I can hear you. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. Well, you know, um, the, my journey has been unbelievably, unbelievably amazing. And um, I always believed in there was a God, and I, I trusted God. And when I had my daycare business here in my home, I asked God to send me the families he wanted me to love, and he did. And uh, But it came to the food, it was lowercase g for God, because I was a master of the food. And what a mess. What a mess. I was a mess master. That's what I was. But I want to tell you, when I started to work the program and this wonderful book was cracked open for me in April in 2013, everything popped out. And the idea that there is a, a power greater than myself, which I call God, that really loves me, that's concerned about me. And yeah, I too, I too was willing to give up whatever I had to. I saw, I couldn't believe it, and I felt, and I believed that I could get through a crisis such as my brother dying suddenly without eating like a thousand hoagies and 60 million bags of Doritos. How does this happen? Sitting at the funeral, you know, reception with a glass of water because there was no food around there I could eat. And I was dying inside, but no food would have filled that hole. Never, never, never. But God was there. And God is with me every day. And I asked God to go before me. I do my prayer meditation every morning. And I asked him, and and more importantly, along with everything else, I asked him to give me restraint of tongue and pen because there are times I want to say something. But he's concerned about even my words. So... And the beautiful part of it, it's just for today. That's all I have, just for today. And if God grants me another day, then I'll do it the same thing. Thank you for allowing me to share. And I pass. Oh, thank you, Naomi. Okay, next up, we got Russ, uh, followed by Joni. Good morning, Brother Russ. Take two. <laughs> start, start one, Russ. All right, how about that? This is I'm there getting to be old, man. <laughs> I can't figure these things Welcome out. To the club. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Thank you, family. Uh, Russ, Compo- Russ M. Recover Compulsive Reader outside of Philly. Um, I'm sitting here today listening to men and women on this line that poured into me, that gave of themselves, didn't know me for from you know, didn't know me at all, welcomed me with open arms. And they planted a seed of hope in my heart, you know, um, just like Abby is doing with Bill with this, you know. And the attraction to me truly wasn't weight loss. The attraction to me was that through the hardest circumstances of their life, they could trust God. And if these, if if y'all didn't, uh, you know, open my eyes to that, that it's all about trust. And, you know, surrendering my life to God in every aspect, I just said a little bit here and there, a little bit, everything that I could be free 
I don't know where I would be. And, you know, I get emotional. I hear all these shares, all my good friends here that taught me. You know, you taught me. You allowed me to, you said it's okay to be vulnerable and, and look at myself realistically. And that's when God entered my heart. And it's a, it's a change like no other. It's a paradigm shift. It's, you know, when things are upside down and I'm having financial loss, I call one of my mentors and he says, Rush, you don't know what's coming around the corner. Just, just recover. Use the, sponsor somebody. Do something. Get with the people. Work this program. When, my, when, I'm, when I'm, you know, I want to take somebody out, I'm angry. I'm crazy. And my handsome, good-looking single sponsor picks up the phone and works a 10 step. Or the guy that's moderating <laughs> picks up the phone or just is there for me to say what's up. You know, this gave me, gave, gave me God back. You know, it gave me, uh, it put my priorities in order and it gave me a new life. So when I read this with Abby and Bill, it compels me to do this for someone else. It's not about the weight loss for me. It's that I could trust God in every aspect of my life. And I love you guys and thank you for, just thank you. So I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. Hey, Russ. Oh, thanks so much. We love you, too. And here's someone else we love. Hey, Joni, followed by Helene. Good morning, Joni. Good morning. This is Joni C. from Madison, Minnesota, small-town Madison, Minnesota. Um, I, I, I've always um, really believed that there was a God. Um, several years I spent angry with him. And other years, I went thinking that he didn't. He 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 was too big to be concerned about my day-to-day affairs. And um, since I've been in the rooms, I discovered that uh, God is concerned about everything. And um, and even though food. Some of the time I spent with the food thinking, I don't want them to be concerned about food. (laughs) I want things the way I want them. I want to eat those things I love. And, and, uh, but since I got in the rooms, I have believed that God is concerned about my eating. He wants to help me. And he is, he is helping me. He's right there. So, um, with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Joni. Okay, next up is Helene, followed by Cynthia and then Lucy. Uh, Helene, good morning. It's your turn. Press star one. Okay, maybe we're having a little technical glitch with Helene. We'll we'll come back to you, Helene. Uh, Cynthia, can you uh, take the mic here? Cynthia, good morning. Hi, good morning. Can I be heard? How are you, yeah. Helene? Am I? Uh, <laughs> can you? Oh hear me yeah, now? we were having. A, yeah, we can. We're having a little technical glitch, so we'll go with Helene and then uh, followed by Cynthia. Good morning, Helene. Sorry about that. Uh, That's I'm okay. Helene, committed to my abstinence and recovery. And thank you, Larry, for your cheerfulness every Thursday. Uh, I'm abstinent 48 years. Um, 
God has graced me. I don't go into the food. Um, I was obese. I was uh, three times my weight um, that I am now, or twice my weight, uh, and I just didn't know how to live my life. I was walking around living death. Um, that doesn't mean that it's been easy. Um, if I didn't have you guys, uh, I would have dove into the food over and over again. Um, but I've had, it really takes courage um, to live one day at a time. It takes courage. I've been angry at God. I've uh, and God to me is the higher energy inside me. I've been angry. I've been, uh, you know, graced. Um, I've had all these feelings. I've been through death of parents. Uh, my son diagnosed with um, mental illness and uh, having to live with that. Uh, I'm very successful in business. I've had to, you know, look at that. Um and watch the ego that comes up. Um, would I trade any of this for a day with um, the, the foods that I used to love uh, that eventually it wasn't even loving because I was just shoveling it down and I was binging? Um, I wouldn't trade any of that. Is it easy? No, it isn't easy. Um, and especially with this pandemic and what we're all facing. Um, but being abstinent and away from food allows me to remember that my primary purpose in this life is to be of service, is to help someone else. Um, and as I heard on this meeting, get outside of my self-centeredness. So I don't usually share on this line, and I'm really glad that I could, and you give me strength. Every Thursday I turn in. I tune in. So that's it. Oh, thank you, Helene. Thank you so much. Okay, next up we have Cynthia followed by Lucy. Cynthia, good morning. Hi, Larry. Can I be heard? Yeah, you can. Oh, thank you for your service, Larry. Um, this is Cynthia D. from Dearborn Heights, Michigan. And I want to be careful now and let God lead my words. Um, I've been struggling. Um, I've gotten all the way up to step 12, but I keep stumbling over something. And I don't know if anyone else can identify with it, but maybe it will help someone else too. I keep stumbling over my intellect because My major way of avoiding problems has been to intellectualize things, to go into big words and big explanations and understanding. Well, I can't do that with God because God isn't something that I'm going to be able to intellectually understand or to follow. And for me, I've had to let go of what my mind says is the right way to do things and kind of like put a blindfold on myself and allow God to see, help me to feel with my feet where I'm supposed to be led on this path. And so I just kind of let go and let God in a way where I'm not really thinking about it, but I'm allowing him to lead me through the day just by feeling and 
I think that's what this intellectual stumbling block has been for me um, emotionally. I think I've been a little afraid that I would be hurt. But God has not failed me. God has not hurt me. And the more I, I let go of this intellectual shield that I put around myself for the rest of the world, the more I let go of that, the more I let God, the better off I am, the easier it is for me to take action on this program. Move cat. My cat's getting in the way. Um, the easier it is for me to be led throughout the day. So the more I can slow those flurry of thoughts and be still and just know that God is there and ask him for the very next right thing to do, then I'm okay. You know, but when I start trying to understand, like, why does this happen or why do I have to do it this way? I start putting up a shield against God. And I can't do that if I'm going to allow him to lead me. I have to close my eyes, let out my hand, and let him lead me through the day. And I don't know if anybody else can identify with that, but it's helping me get through the steps again to not intellectualize them, um, but to, to let go of whatever fear I might have and to emotionally open myself up to being led. And with that, I pass. Oh, thank you, Cynthia. Okay, I think I heard. Next is uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Lucy, good morning. Good morning, Larry. It, this is Lou B. in Texas. Oh, it's not Lucy. <laughs> good morning, <laughs> right. Thanks for hearing me this morning and putting me down. So um, I, I, my name is Lou B. I'm a, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater living in Texas. And what this paragraph says to me this morning is, um, you know, at long last I saw, I felt, I believed. So um, my understanding of what was going on with Bill was that, you know, this is his uh, thing. Ebby, as we were, as was talked about earlier, but, but the way, the way I'm feeling about it this morning is that, you know, I can do this on a, on a daily basis. Like in the morning, um, you know, I say, um, something like this, if I face indecision today and need help determining which course to take, I will ask you God for inspiration and intuitive thought or decision. I'll stay relaxed and take it easy. Well, so (laughs) Day before yesterday, I had a disturbance with one of my sons, and uh, yesterday I had felt remorse and did a couple of couple of tenth steps. Hear that? A couple of tenth steps. The first one was great, but then later on in the afternoon, I was still, you know, reliving it. And um, even this morning, I was still thinking about it. And so when I was outside earlier. Talking to God, I was like, you know what, God, it's still here. What's going on? You know, please, please show me what corrective measures you would have me take. And um, it was just clear as a bell. It was like, you know what, start writing, start writing, because this is a this is a child who doesn't want to hear me, um, blah blah blah. I'm so sorry. You know, he wants to see action, and 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 that's what I heard. A declarative short sentence from my higher power this morning, start writing. And, um, you know, another thing that I say in the morning is that, that you know, God, I know that I'll be shown all through the day what my, my next step is to be and that I will be given whatever I need in each circumstance for the ability to think of, well, in each circumstance, I'll stop there. So, so this is what I am 
seeing, feeling, and believing this morning is that even on a daily basis, I can, you know, more can be revealed. When I say these words each morning when I'm in a good place, they are, they are helpful. But I feel like today I have a, a real situation to apply them to and see them work in my life. And I really do believe that, you know, this is going to work in this situation and there'll be healing in my relationship with my son. So with that, I pass and I am eternally grateful to each of you for being here. Thank you, Lou. Okay, I think we have time for one more share. Who would like that spot? Deanna P. Deanna P. Okay, let's go with Deanna P and we'll kind of see where we're at. Deanna, good morning. Good morning. This is Deanna P here, grateful compulsive overeater from Salt Lake City, recovered for today. My first time sharing in this forum, so um, I can certainly opt in on this paragraph. Where it says, this was, I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him and us. So I was exposed to the miracles of recovery and working the 12 steps in a sister program for relationships called Al-Anon. I was exposed to the big book when the family support group that I attended encouraged us to read the first 164 pages to learn to have compassion for our loved ones. Well, um, it didn't take me very long for my highest power to help me see that if I substituted the word food for alcohol, the book was talking about me and talking about my disease. Um, it really kind of planted a seed for me and my curiosity was ignited. And I remember going to the OA website and ordering several pamphlets, um, meticulously reviewing the questions that helped me accept um, as the acceptance chapter says that a nice gal like me would turn out to be a compulsive overeater. And I decided to attend a local OA meeting because their focus was on the big book. I wrote the names of the individuals that had something I wanted and I put a star by the name of the individual that accepted my request to be my sponsor. She's still my sponsor today, one year in. And that meeting is where I met my Abby for the vision for you. She shared about this meeting from time to time. Her shares really resonate, uh, really resonated for me. And um, she said things like she was recovered for today, not cured. And she would even share a little bit about the historical backdrop uh, of this book. And that really caught my interest. So when my sponsor suggested I may want to check out this meeting, I did. And your shares resonated deeply. And I've learned that my abstinence from certain food ingredients, working the steps, cleaning the house every day, and putting the lantern to this book every day helped me clear the space for God to do for me what I can't do for myself. And so um, walking my hearts with my fellows, the scales of pride and prejudice that they talk about in this paragraph continue to fall from my eyes. And I'm so grateful to each of you that I now consider to be my recovery family. Um, you've helped me see how I opt in, what my disease looks like, and you remind me I'm not alone, which is important as I can see I need to live in steps 10, 11, 12, probably until I'm six feet under and beyond. I come from a family of compulsive overeaters and I'm married to an adult child of an alcoholic. So. In addition to being a compulsive overeater, I'm surrounded by this disease every day and I need people that speak my language. Helps me live happy, joyous, and free. Um, I really love the, the word hope and the acronym for hope, hearing other people's experience, which all of you do for me each day. So thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Deanna. 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 Thank you, Deanna.
Oh, Deanna, what a beautiful way to wrap up this meeting this morning. Hope to hear more from you. And um, thank you to everyone who has participated today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting is 15,601. That's 15601. So now we will close from a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And one of my beautiful teachers, I don't know if she knows that, but she is, Anita J. Anita J., would you read for us? Good morning. You just took my words away from me. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Anita J. here, recovered in Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you. Oops, I think we I think we lost you, Anita. We we might have muted you out. Try, try to press star one if you would. All right, here I am again. There you I are. Think maybe maybe um, where should I go? Ask yes. ask him in your ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot. Um, translate, transmit something you cannot, you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great things will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God and admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.